From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. The world's banks have been routed both in the equity and debt markets as fears mount about future earnings and about their levels of capital. I've been talking to Laura Noonan, the FT's investment banking correspondent, about the implications. Laura, particular concerns over recent days. We had Credit Suisse results out last week, which were particularly weak. Deutsche Bank is now really in the crosshairs over concerns around its capital strength and even the solidity of its credit. What the heck is going on? Yeah, it does all feel a bit mad out there, certainly this week. It's been a very exciting start to the year, I guess, is one way of putting it. I think there's real doubts about the capital level of some of the biggest European banks, Deutsche and Credit Suisse in particular. In the case of Deutsche, you have a new CEO who hasn't raised capital at this point, even though Deutsche's capital has been a question mark for people for a very long time. Now, Deutsche's absolute level of common equity tier one capital is 11.1%, which is well above minimums and is actually above the CET1 capital or the same kind of capital for the US bank Wells Fargo, which is one of the safest banks, at 10.7%. The issue for Deutsche is people think Deutsche has a lot more to come in terms of the losses coming forward. So they expect that that CET1 capital ratio is going to fall as the bank takes more losses. It's hard to see organic earnings coming through to lift it. So the only way to get it back to a better position is to actually go out to raise capital. At the same time, you're seeing the bank's junior bonds trading at really low levels. There was a report from analysts earlier in the week saying that Deutsche may not be able to honour all of the coupons on these bonds. Then Deutsche came out and took the rather extraordinary step of issuing a statement confirming that they actually could pay all those bonds as they came due. That appears to have actually made things worse. It's the kind of thing where for the bank to publicly acknowledge it in that way makes it much more of a serious issue. So Deutsche Bank's shares are bad, their bonds are bad, and it's difficult to see in the immediate term how they can put a floor under this. We should say that Deutsche is not the only one in the focus of, of investors. As you mentioned, Credit Suisse as well has come under fire. That was on the back of results last week where we saw one of the kind of key misses from Credit Suisse was actually hitting its year-end capital target. Yeah, there's some confusion around the capital targets because basically at the end of October, Credit Suisse unveiled a plan and they had several year-end estimates in the plan. Those estimates included things like the level of CET1 capital they'd have. They didn't hit those. The bank says those were not targets, those were estimates. Analysts say if we see a full-year estimate, we think that's a target. So on that basis, they didn't hit the target. There's a lot of stuff at play. I mean, Credit Suisse has been trying to sell things and the markets were not very good for that towards the end of the year. So arguably, you're better off to hold off selling rather than taking a loss now. If you end up selling later, then you have a poorer CET1 ratio for longer because you have a bigger asset base to sustain. The problem for Credit Suisse, I think, is that they have already raised capital. They raised $6 billion in capital at the end of last year. That was meant to finally say, right, we have enough capital and people want them to go big and to go once and then for it to be done. For them to have come in with a CET1 ratio at the lower end of the scale opens up the whole capital question in a way which really isn't helpful for the bank. The fears around Credit Suisse are twofold. There's the absolute capital destruction, but there's also the fact that their earnings stream is hard to see. They have a plan which does say that they are going to start earning money, but it's based on some what people would kind of kindly describe as being optimistic forecasts around Asia in particular. And given what's happening in the world and what's even happened since that plan was unveiled at the end of October when it comes to Asian markets, oil prices, all that big macroeconomic stuff, it's very hard to have confidence that Credit Suisse can hit what were always ambitious targets. So people don't see any earnings coming to prop up the common equity tier one ratio. And if you can't do it through earnings and you can't sell fast because of the markets, the only way to do it is to go back and ask for more cash. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.